takes on It's the thrill of one more kill The last one to find We'll never sacrifice their will Don't ever look back On the world closing in Beyond the attack With your wings on the wind Giants 31, Vikings 24. Welcome to Talking Giants presented by John Boy Media. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick, And we are playoff winners. The first Giants playoff victory since Super Bowl 46. A, ba- a flawless game from Eli Manning. Well, guess what? We had a flawless game from our quarterback in Daniel Jones in this game. Man, it's one thing to win a playoff game, right? Like, if we had scraped it out, would we be just as hyped? Yeah. But I feel confident, not because we scraped out a playoff win, but we played a playoff game, and our quarterback played flawless, man. And our best playmaker in Saquon Barkley made the most of every single touch. And that's what we asked for in this game, the offense. And the defense, you got a lot of room for improvement. But, man, man, I am excited to play the Eagles Saturday night. (laughs) We're playing next week, too. That's the crazy thing about all this. Not only do we have a great victory, but, like, holy smokes. This is another game week that we got to prepare for. Hi, Bobby Skinner. Hi, everybody. What's going on? This was a special, special night. I mean, just kind of for us personally, but even, you know, obviously us as Giants fans, too. This was such a special, special, special night. We wanted our superstars to show up, right? We wanted our coaching, especially on the offensive side of the ball, to be an advantage today. They were. Uh, Mike Kafka definitely earned himself an extra interview or two as these head coaching cycles go on. But the offenses that we watch in the in the postseason, especially in the past, Bobby, and we say, damn, I'm jealous of that. That was us tonight. There were bad teams who are hoping to get better, who are watching what the Giants did tonight and saying, I am jealous of that offense tonight. We had the QB advantage. We had the coaching and schematic advantage. And we have an offense that didn't let up from start to finish. They continue to add wrinkles and evolve What a special night. The Giants are victorious in the playoffs again. Giants were disadvantaged talent-wise on both sides of the ball. Yeah. And ended up winning this game. And they led the entire – or actually, they didn't lead the entire game. The Vikings went up 7-0 off the kickoff. Yeah. I think they were down – I think they trailed for like three minutes in this game. Yeah, they 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 went down seven zero, and then Daniel Jones leads them down the field for a touchdown. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, and then you know, this, it, I will say that was a Saquon Barkley twenty eight yard touchdown run, and we'll talk about all these guys. But it really does start with Daniel Jones. He went twenty four thirty five, three hundred one yards, eight point six yards per attempt, two touchdowns and zero interceptions, and then seventeen rushes for seventy eight yards. I mean, he played flawlessly and put the team. Put the team on his back. Now, Saquon Barkley helped, obviously, so not a full just DJ did everything. Like, there has been some games this year like that. Um, but, man, he just put the team on his back. Like you said, Mike Kafka, this was a great game that led to a lot of yak. Um, but, DJ, that part of that is not just, you know, the scheme. That is Daniel Jones getting guys, you know, getting the ball to the right guys at the right time and letting it, letting them get that yak. And we called for it, Justin. The last time me and you recorded a recap podcast together was the Washington Commanders tie, and the Giants' offense had been figured out. 
it had been figured out where they are. They want to be run heavy and they want to run play action off of it. It had been totally figured out. And we said, we ha- you have to put this offense in the hands of Daniel Jones. Yep. You need to put that in. Sh- you know, you still do your play action, but you need to put this offense in his hands. Let him be the commander of this offense, whether it's a quick game, working the ball downfield. Let him make decisions, especially on early downs. And guess what has happened since then? Well, they went and played the Vikings. Daniel Jones looked really good. Uh, you know, beat the Colts with, uh, you know, 30 points. Had 30 points in this game. <laughs> Daniel Jones had 55 touches in this game. And we talked about, like, well, what about Saquon? I don't need Saquon being a workhorse. I need Saquon Barkley being a star who's efficient. And yep. that's what he was in this game. Yes. 14 touches for Saquon. That's not very much. But he produced 111, 111 yards, two touchdowns. He was open in space, and he was able to make guys miss on a consistent basis. And also, the best offenses in the NFL are centered around your quarterback. That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. And the fact that we like Saquon Barkley shouldn't be dependent on getting 25 touches to have like this game where we're saying, wow, that was a really good Saquon Barkley game or on that on that 20th touch of the game. That's where he gets that 20 plus yard play. No, Saquon Barkley from start to finish should be a guy that is an explosive play guy. We're going to talk about Saquon Barkley. But my first note that I have on Daniel Jones is we have seen the offense take off when the coaching staff has trusted its QB to launch it. What a concept. What a concept, and that's one that we've been trying to preach for the entire season. And why I think this Giants offense, you know, they have had more of the high-scoring output games over the last few weeks. We feel like the Giants offense has been moving the ball. It's because it's not relying on a running back. It's not necessarily relying on a running game, but it's relying on the quarterback to get them there. And that is on the ground, and that is through the air. And that we are seeing as Giants fans, we haven't had this in a long time, probably since like, 2015, and then even before 2015, it was 2011, the year that we won the Super Bowl with Eli Manning. We are seeing the benefits of an offense that trusts its quarterback and also a quarterback that's just playing really freaking well right now. He's playing amazing, and he's, and he's done it all year long. Yeah. You know, where it's like he plays essentially flawless football. And I think this was – we all have a, a tendency of saying after every game, like this is Daniel Jones' best game. This to me, and it's not because of the playoff, was one of Daniel Jones' best games. Like, cause he was perfect from start to finish. You know, he had, we had 11 incompletions, uh, a few drops in there, you know, and, you know, the, the deep throw to Slayton that didn't work out, but that was still a beautiful throw. And then you have like a ball tipped here, ball tipped there, end of the half stuff. Like, he was base, he was perfect. Every decision was the right decision. The ball was always accurate on every single pass, and he was delivering the ball down the field. I mean, Justin, it's tied 24-24. Like, we are sitting there frustrated. Like, man, this defense is letting us down. Yep. This offense is playing extremely well. It was the third quarter. And I think they just, like, punted the ball. It was their first punt of the day. Yeah. But the, but then the, the Vikings tie at 24-24. Right. It's the fourth quarter. We have a second and 10. Guess what? This play, I think, defines what DJ's worst. Like, it's not just physical, but this is, like, a mental ability to pull the trigger on this. I know he hasn't been chucking the ball downfield this year. But to me... This is a word I've used with Daniel Jones. I haven't used it much, you know, the pr- two previous years. But to me, he's just cold-blooded. He really is cold-blooded. And that's why we expected him to come to play. He's just like, he's just one of those psychos who just, the stuff doesn't matter to him. And I know he does want to go out there and prove himself like they're, you know, he's not, he's not a robot. But it's fourth quarter tied 24-24, second and 10. He's rolling out to his left, going away from his body. And just fires in a 30-yard throw to Isaiah Hodgins on the sideline. Yeah, Great job game. by Hodgins, by the way, who had an awesome game. And pulls it down. 
and there we go. There we go. A, you know, 30, 30 air yards going to your left. Mm-hmm. So you want to say, oh, this throw, this throw. No, he can make every single throw, and he's got the mental ability to do it because a lot of quarterbacks are not pulling the trigger on that. you got to have the confidence, and that's part of what Daniel Jones, I think, at times has been lacking this year is the confidence to make the, the sideline throw and you know the big throw kind of down the field. Well, he has been methodical moving down the field there have been times where he's been hesitant to pull that trigger well he pulled that trigger and even though like his his average intended air yards is still like just over five yards but and this is credit to Mike Kafka Brian Dable the yards after the catch was absolutely incredible today I mean I think you did a you did a quick chart it was over 176 yards so Daniel Jones had a little over 300 passing yards today so over half of those yards are coming after the catch. Now I'm not saying that's not diminishing Daniel Jones's performance. That's just we have good coaching. We have good coaching. We have a good scheme that gets guys open, that gets guys in space. Darius Slayton's fast. Even Isaiah Hodgins, who's playing on like a broken foot, sprained ankle, whatever. You know, he he had some really cool yards after the catch play. Saquon Barkley getting him out in space, getting him involved in receiving game. That's something that you know we were talking about this entire week. We talked a lot about it with the entertainer. Gets it add wrinkles to what Saquon Barkley did against Minnesota. Not just those swing passes, but some of those out routes, choice routes. It was really awesome to see. Just from like there isn't even one thing that I'm like, wow, that was that one play, that one specific moment, this one specific route. This one specific drive was the thing that was working for Daniel Jones in this Giants offense. It was well, because the entire it was game. everything, yeah. It was the entire game. And first player, Daniel Jones, the first player all time with 300-plus passing yards, 70-plus rushing yards, two passing touchdowns, and a single postseason game. And guess what? One touchdown was taken off the board for Daniel yeah, Jones. Yeah, he should have had another touchdown if it wasn't for a Daniel Bellinger false start. Yeah. You know, and and another four points on the board, you know, because they ended up kicking a field goal on that. And And just to look at the drives, I mean, the offense was perfect today. Like touchdown, touchdown, field goal, you know, the the Bellinger false start. Touchdown, um, punt, like that was the one, that was the only drive where it's like, okay, the offense didn't do good. Touchdown, and then they punt at the end of the game. How did they punt, Justin? The Slayton drop, which we got to talk about Slayton too. Yeah. Um, but like with the yak, it wasn't even just like yak on like, okay, throw the swing pass to the Saquon. And those definitely happened. But a lot of times they were like 15, 20 yards downfield, and these guys were still able to create space and like you said that's where it is credit to Dable and Kafka um, for getting guys in a situation to allow Daniel Jones to make these decisions make these throws and set them up and then the accuracy in general just allows allows for that yak early down efficiency too is something that I really talk about a lot I talk about early down efficiency a lot because you want to avoid third down and you know I can't we kind of lump in early down efficiency with uh, throwing the ball on, on first down throwing the ball on first and second down having a high pass rate uh, there was at one point in this game where the Giants were 7 for 10 on third down. They finished 7 for 13, but also they were 2 for 2 on fourth down. So if you want to kind of put that on a third slash fourth down conversion rate, that's 9 for 15. That's that's pretty damn good. Bobby, I want you to guess. I don't think you're going to be able to guess. What was the Giants to go distance, average to go distance on third down? This is this is something that's going to make me excited, you know, below the table right now. Thank God there's no camera. Third and 4.4. You are correct. Did you see that somewhere? No, I swear that was literally just third, a guess. Third and four, third, third and four point four exactly. You know ball. I know ball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, isn't that crazy? I mean, to I've, have an average. A lot of times, I I just know what stat you're going to say. I actually just guessed that. To have an average, I didn't even tweet it out. Uh, to have an average to go distance throughout the entire game, third and four to go. 
that is some awesome, awesome stuff. And for pretty for the majority of the game, they did a good job of kind of avoiding third down too. But if you want to get in third down, you want it third and manageable. So they really, I mean, just from start to finish, this was really, really. I mean, it's a perfect offensive game. Um, besides, I guess you can say Darius Slayton. Well, yeah, and, and perfect game. And then with Saquon, man, like I know he didn't have a lot of touches and. It was funny as we got some people asking us like, well, they got to get Saquon more involved. Yeah, a lot, lot of people like, through Bleacher Report and it's like, yeah. no, they don't. Like, they the yeah. offense can't be stopped right now. Like, this is the best offensive game of the year. But again, able to produce 111 yards on the ground and and in the air, all purpose. Yeah, uh, two touchdowns. By the way, we we obviously were sitting next to each other. That second t- like the first touchdown, 28 yards, great cut. Ooh, ooh. Yep. No, that was actually awesome. But the second touchdown. We saw we we re, we I'm watched shocked. the re, even the replay together. I mean, he just gets low and just fires into Dalvin at Tomlinson's the three at the chest. three four yard line. He meets Dalvin Tomlinson gets a good look on him, meets him, and just drives his leg, drives his legs, drives his legs. That was, I mean, you want to talk about I, this? I, you know, I, I don't want to just you, again. You, you just said this with Daniel Jones. This is one of Daniel Jones's best games. I kind of want to say between what he did in the receiving game, what he did on the ground, and the ways that he did it on the ground with the speed, with the pitch, right? That cut, getting the speed, getting the sideline, beating the guy to the end zone, touchdown, reading the blockers, uh, the out route, the choice route that he ran, and beating his guy to the sideline. That was like a second and long, third and long. That was a big conversion. That was a big first down that he got, beating his guy to the sideline. But then also the power, like the diversity that we saw Saquon Barkley be successful today. I, it's not something that we've seen kind of packed into all one game in his entire career. And I don't know if that's just me taking it far because it's a playoff game. But what do you think? Well, I, get, I do think there's a lot of other games where Saquon just played like super. No, but I'm talking about like the, the combination of speed, power, catching the ball, like all three of those things packed into one game. Yeah. The Titans game was something similar. It to was. That. Yeah. Um, Two point conversion. Yeah. It's just. Going into this game, I was like, we need superstar stuff out of Saquon. And he made guys miss every time he touched the ball or drove or drove through them, like you said, and used that power to them. And we needed that. You know, and, and he also had like 20 yards taken off the board on that bullshit holding call, call on Nick Gates on yeah. the first play of the game, too. Um, you know, so hey, he just every time he got the ball, good things happened with Saquon. Yeah. There was one, I think, like cut like two, three-yard loss on – I think it was the drive they did punt in the second half on first down. Other than that, I mean, it was it was pretty damn beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, we could talk about how big his thighs are and you know, make guys miss. Finally, he – like, Use uh, the power. Yeah, use that power yeah. and that happened and then just was able to make guys and that's miss. And that's not just anybody there. We we know how strong Dalvin Thompson is. We know how good he is. Yeah, yeah. It's like we miss you, Dalvin. Thompson. We miss you, Dalvin. <laughs> um <laughs> Since we're talking about the running back with DJ, we didn't talk about it much. He uses his legs perfectly. Zero design runs the first Viking game, and we're you know we're sitting here thinking, I kind of feel like that's going to play an element in this game, and oh boy, did it! Yeah, and here's something with with Daniel Jones. It's not just oh he's got legs and he creates rushing yards. Like he kind of know what like he's got a great feel for like this is the time to run this is the time to sit here in the yeah. pocket and go like there's no panic to his there's no panic to his game anymore uh you know and then that creates the over 70 rushing yards that he had in yeah. this game um you this, know this coaching staff also gives him the freedom yeah it's to, definitely been a coaching point this year is to create more with his if legs. it's there if it's there take it 
Yeah, I mean, ex- uh, especially on the third downs. You know, he had a couple third down runs that he had. And we saw some confidence in that. We we saw something that you only see a few QBs in the league try and do where he runs five <laughs> yards down the field, pump fix, and it works. That like, pump fix this cat. Gets him frozen and then runs right past. It's him. like you're uh, this quarterback is not throwing the ball five yards down the field. Yeah, I mean that that's something that you see like Lamar, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes do. I, I kind of saw that and I was like, this is a different Daniel Jones today. See, seeing that little that little move, that little pump fake while you're running the ball five yards down the field. Like, come on, playoff Daniel Jones <laughs> is the best Daniel Jones. Like he is, he is this cold blooded ice in his veins. He was sick. Crazy man, sick. Um, Crazy, and I'm excited to see it again. That's why we said going into this game, like I'm excited to see what he does. Win or lose, I think we're going to yeah. be happy with him. And man, like he, he, he played. You know, maybe the Colts game, but like he played, he played one of his best games of, yeah. of the season. I agree. Of his career. I agree. Um, I want I want to talk some schematic stuff too. Um, but I have a I have an explosive play report. I usually don't do this on. I usually don't do this on Sunday on game day. But I figured today today needed it. Today needed it. So we had five plays of 20-plus yards. We tied the season single-game high with the first Vikings game that we had. Now, the Isaiah Hodgins comeback improvised play was 19 yards. So we were one yard away from breaking the single-game season high with six plays of 20-plus yards. We had five play- We had five passes of 19-plus yards. We had five runs of 10-plus yards. That's what I call balance. Five out of the ten big plays came on first down. Love it. So much yak too, which honestly, like, you know, we, we I think we just, you know, we just mentioned the yak as like a, as just like a, 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 you know, just kind of like in passing how, you know, over, we think, you know, estimate that over half of Daniel Jones's passing yards came with yards after the catch today. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a Giants game in my life have so much cumulative yak in it between Hodgins, Slayton, Barkley. Like it, it was just nuts crazy yeah and i want to talk about slayton within that because yeah and he's the guy that has the biggest potential to have yards after the catch but and, and he's he had, so aggravating he had well. 22 yards per catch in this game like crazy. this game like slayton is a huge part of this game darius slayton is 100 needed by this giants team to win games yeah 50 he is needed on this roster like he they they need him on this roster to be a successful offense. He's not on the field. They're not they it's, it's hard they cannot be a successful a sustained successful offense. And he does all these great things and makes these big plays. Had a big third get down catch in the red uh you know at the at the goal line essentially. But drops, man, continue to like just plague this dude's career. You know, and it it's it's like the easiest way to fall out of favor with the fan base. Um yeah, you know, it's it's just frustrating because there's so many good things he could do, and we were yep. saying at the beginning of the game, it's like they forgot about Slay. It's like they want to talk about this, guy. they forgot about Slay, and it's just drops. Like that's that could have been like now that could have been the difference thank in God, the game. But that this that could have been that could have been the you know the game where you know we with the drop we referenced, like the Slayton drop oh, yeah. in the Vikings game, the Slayton drop in the Commanders, like 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 we have like the way that it happened with Evan Ingram, that could have been just another yep. one on the list for him. Luckily, they're there. I was very happy with the coaching staff. Uh, Dable, you we know, need going you. Saying, we, we need, need you. you. Yep. Like, I really appreciated that from Brian Dable. Like, hey, we need you. You know, and the other players going picking him up. Uh, and knowing Dable too is an intense guy on the sidelines. Yeah, Dable's know, not afraid to get on a guy for a drop, right? Like, yeah. Dable's not Dable. That's not like Dable all the time where he's like, oh, he's going to go pick you up. Like, if you drop a ball, Dable has no problem going telling you like, like you need to focus, like getting on your ass. 
Um, so I, I really thought that moment was good because it's like we do, we do, we need Slayton to win. Like yeah. you want to beat this Eagles team, you need Darius Slayton on the roster, even if he's not having the you know the biggest of games. You need him on this. Yeah, offense. I still, I still think he's the best receiver on the roster, and I still think he's the biggest difference maker. Hodgins is pushing him though. You know, and Hodgins in this game, by the way, go check out his Instagram story. His ankles is like all yeah, is all black it's and fucked blue. Up. <laughs> it's On, fucked up. Second 100 yard receiving game of the season for the Giants. The only other one was Wandale versus the Lions. So, first Isaiah Hodgins' 100 receiving yard game of his career. Yeah. And then he's getting the second for the Giants. Um, one, like we talked about the, the Daniel Jones throw on the sideline. Like, Hodgins made a, a just as an amazing catch on. When's that. the last time somebody's made a catch like that for the Giants? They cooked pa- him and Slayton cooked Patrick Peterson all yep. game. Like that post route, that post route touchdown that Hodgins had, that was a Justin Jefferson touchdown. Mm. A couple in that in the in the Christmas Eve game, like that was a beautiful post route. He, like ran his route, DJ bangs it in there to him, touchdown. You know. uh one of my favorite de- underrated Daniel Jones plays in this game is where he is running. Like, he's running. You think he's going to run. And while he's running, he just fires in the Hodgins. A, it was a 31-year play. Yeah, and then Hodgins, you know, runs. He he got he, he did say, don't make fun of me for running slow because he did get caught by I thought he looked pretty good. Well, he got caught by Ken, uh, uh, um, Kendrick, the linebacker. I mean, I, kn- I knew Isaiah Hodgins was, was slow. So I, I, the fact that he got 31 yards there when he caught the ball, like, short of the sticks, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, so he's becoming their most trusted wide receiver. I will say that. Yeah, I mean, and I think Hodgins. You know, I know we we try and I think we try and give Slayton a little love just because of you know the speed and the fact that he you know he is kind of like the the deep play explosive play but you know the biggest explosive play potential guy on the team. But Hodgins really, I, I think he's been part of the key and and part of the solution of unlocking this Giants offense and really oh, yeah. getting getting this coaching staff to a point where they're comfortable now with putting the game in Daniel Jones's hands. That's not happening I mean, without Isaiah Hodgins. Justin, Marcus Johnson was playing like every down for the Giants unless they were running two tight end personnel. Yeah. yeah. Like like having Isaiah Hodgins is a huge, 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 huge difference. Another touchdown today too. Um, well, we, we, were, we were, you just talked about the post. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to talk about this receiver. Kenny Galladay. Oh, that block was that guy. Uh, that guy got I me. Mean, that was like top five fired up plays of the game. Was Kenny Galladay just bamf block on that corner? Like put him on his ass. Credit to Kenny Galladay, man. Like, you only get thrown out there for a few snaps. Was it a Barkley run? Uh, yeah, it was like the, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, they threw it to Barkley, and he just puts. Uh, I think it was Duke Shelley. Like just puts Duke Shelley on his ass. Like that's Banff shit. I was very happy with that. Love it, Kenny Galladay. Love it. Uh, I have some other thoughts, schematic stuff. I want to talk about. Uh, I Can, forgot to read about this too. Nine, we we give ahead. these. We give these guys like when they when they're not good. We give them issues. The offensive line outside of Evan Neal, but yeah. even even though Evan Neal was nowhere near as bad as he was in the first Vikings game, um. You know, and he when he does get beat around the corner, Jones is able to step up. DJ had a pocket to throw from. Like he had he had he had a pocket to throw All from day. and sit there and get that ball downfield. There was one bad sack, and then the other sack was just a minus two yard loss that I don't even think impacted the drive. Yeah, and, and they just were able to get in the rush lanes when DJ was trying to escape. Like Evan Neal's still an issue. Uh you know, very worried about him going to play the Eagles a third time this year, yep. no doubt. Uh, you know. But 
outside of that, like, you know, I'll go and we'll do the O-Learn report and, and break it all down. But those guys were awesome. Andrew Thomas, another perfect game. You know, I, I don't think he gave up a single pressure the entire game. Uh, and I, they, when they were lining up Zadarius Smith on, on Andrew Thomas, we were saying, like, what? Like, why? Why waste the rush of Zadarius Smith putting him on this guy? Yeah. Yeah, and also credit to John Feliciano, too. You started off – I thought where you were going to go with this when you started off by saying, you know, we give these li- we, we give these guys a lot of shit when they're bad. I thought you were going to go like John Feliciano. And I know Mark Lewinsky kind of allowed that sack with Evan Neal, like the one bad sack of the game. But I thought, you know, John Feliciano on that pitch – I thought it makes kind of a, a a difference block there where he gets out in space, he gets his hands on some corners and stuff like that. Saquon Barkley kind of like cuts right around him, and then boom, you know that's a that's a twenty eight twenty nine uh, yard touchdown uh, that that Saquon Barkley has too. So, and especially when you talk about, I mean, I'm just I'm just thinking of this as seeing seeing the game, not remembering John Feliciano plays, but you know when Evan Neal's trying to wash guys around the corner. And he, because he's, because he's kind of crossing his feet, and he, you know, he's just trying to chase guys around. Daniel Jones has to have a pocket to step up, and then John Feliciano needs to take care of his stuff in the middle, and he needs to make sure that he has that locked down. So, so credit to John Feliciano, Ben Bredesen, Nick Gates looked pretty well. That was a bullshit Nick Gates holding penalty. Yeah, um, yeah that was a great block by Nick Gates, and they called a holding. Put, penalty put him on, put him on the ground. Uh, there was a. Did you see Fox get the the image of Nick Gates to, with the? Sh- yep, the Giants, the SNY, uh, the Giants videos account too got him, got him going back to the. Going going back to the locker room, he was he was chirping a little bit. That was, That's who Nick that was Gates is, cool. Shannon Sharp. That's pretty cool. That's pretty Shannon cool. Sharp's went soft, by the way. Yeah, went soft. Um, I want to I want to talk about. I, I'm I'm 24 minutes in. Are you proud of me? I'm not. I didn't talk about EPA yet. Uh, Daniel Jones, 91st percentile in EPA per play, 98th percentile in total EPA. Oh, this is also something I want to talk about. For uh, you know, we talk about the benefits of throwing on early downs. Uh, it ain't always going to be like this, but this was actually. Perfect. Wasn't even close to perfect. It actually was perfect. There were 17 first down passes this game, Bobby. All 17 first down passes in the series of events, first down, second down, third down. All 17 first down passes either resulted in a first down or eventually in that series resulted in a first down. So the benefits of throwing on early downs, uh, it ain't always going to be perfect. But and that's why that we helped. said even when the, when the Giants were winning, it's like, Put the ball in Daniel Jones' hands because he's not going to have a four-yard loss. Like, doesn't matter how good Saquon Barkley is. You give, you continually run the ball first down. You're going to get off schedule. When you let, when you put the ball in Daniel Jones' hands, you are going to let this offense stay on schedule because he's going to make the right decisions on early yep. downs. And then when you get in third and tens, well, then it's like you got it's ten yards or bust. That's when you put him in bad, yep. the offensive bad situations. All right, I have one more offensive point, uh, but I want to talk about something first. Can I talk about something? Let's talk first? about something. Do you have any like more big like offensive points? By the way, Daniel Bellinger, Daniel Bellinger's dad, Frank. Yeah. Just posted uh very good troll job. Yeah, that was a great troll job. Like I didn't know Frank Honored my son playing with Patrick Peterson. Future Hall of Fame DB Patrick Peterson on like the touchdown score to him and then the two point conversion over him. Yeah, fantastic. That is like for Frank's an old guy. Like you go look his picture, you know, he's fifties, sixties. Part of me thinks it is genuine, but it it's like it, that's a troll job. No, it's it's a great Twitter troll job. Absolutely. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Good guess to our producer on what ad I was going to read first. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. Like 
preparing for Eagles Week. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's Patrick convenient. Peterson, get some BetterHelp. She <laughs> needs it, man. Needs a man. Isaiah, if Isaiah Hodgin is, Hodgins is putting you through the, the mental and the physical ringer, you got to go get some better help. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. So Patrick Peterson doesn't even need to leave his couch when he goes home uh, this upcoming winter. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash talking giants today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash talking giants. One G, that G is in the giants, not talking giants, talking giants. You'll be glad you did, Bobby Skinner. I have one more offensive point. You'll be glad you did. My one more offensive note is I'm really excited to watch your film review this week because I do feel like Kafka added some wrinkles wrinkles to stuff. And here's just some of the stuff that I kind of thought of on the like just kind of rewatching some of the big plays. The Slayton 47 yarder, obviously the CBs, the cornerbacks that fell, but you had Saquon offset as a single back. Brita went in motion at the snap. So that was 21 personnel that we created a 47-yard play. I think Marcus Johnson was in the game, and he was running like a streak down the field, kind of clearing out space for Slayton running the crosser. So we've seen that concept before, but the fact that I felt like I was watching like an offense from like 2004, where you how, how often did you see like un, quarterbacks under center with running backs kind of like to their right, not directly behind them, and then maybe they're even like running play action out of that. So that was some really cool stuff. Ton of pre-snap motion. Ton. Of, I, I, I think today might have been and i think i we maybe maybe i'll ask seth walder and you know the one the one percent chance he'll respond to me but uh i think this was the most pre-snap motion slash motion at the snap the giants ran out of all their games today and i that was something that i was kind of calling for as hey this is another wrinkle that you can add to the offense that maybe you didn't have this season richie james daniel bellinger saquon barkley matt Breida. they used a ton of 21 personnel which usually 21 personnel is a fullback right it's a fullback and a running back oh, yeah. but it was, was in the game of time. Matt Breida and Saquon Barkley and I have said all year I love those packages man because you just never know if Breida's going to get the ball if Saquon's going to get the ball he can go in orbit motion they can give him the ball you know and throw it to him out of the backfield they can hand it off to Saquon uh, there was a third and one that was kind of risky Matt Breida arguably may have to play the game there was like a third and oh, short. Oh, yeah. I mean, Brita, they've done that little speed sweep to Brita on third and fourth downs like a bunch this year. Yeah. And it's worked every time. Almost didn't. He also had another play like where he drove his yard and, got, yeah. and turned like a two-yard run into five yards. Yep. Uh, you know, speaking of like short yard distance, I wanted to go back and give Brian D- like Brian Dable credit. Players own, own wins, so we talk about players a ton. Uh, going for it on fourth and one. At your own 45 with three and a half minutes left, up seven. I don't care if it's a QB sneak, whatever. It takes balls. Like, it, it does. And I'm very happy that he was willing to do yeah. that. Like, and just, they didn't even think about it. They they got out there. They did it. Yeah, trust your guys. Trust your, trusting your guys to get those to get those yards. Um, All right, I'm good on the offense. Yeah, we got to talk defense. As good as the offense was, man, this was one of the one of the poorest defensive performances by the Giants this season. Um. And it's just – so Adore Jackson's back, McKinney's back. And they just – for, you know, 
like 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 let's look at Kirk Cousins' numbers on this game. Like Kirk Cousins was able to get us until the end of the game. Until the end of the game, and Wink did it. Thirty adjust. for thirty for thirty nine. Thirty one of thirty one of thirty nine. You know, so like he had a higher completion percentage than Daniel Jones, not the same amount of yards per attempt, but he had two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, and sometimes the Vikings' offense is like what got them off the field. Like they ran that trick play, like that throwback to Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Like they they took themselves off the field. It was third and one. Yeah, dude, like, and, and they ran the ball well. It wasn't even the first matchup. They like, eh, they kind of ran the. They were running the ball well, and this is like with a lot of the teams that the Giants face is like. Especially on these, you know, you have 36 inches. The Titans did some weird shit week one. And even like the, the Vikings did some weird stuff the first time around too on like these third and shorts where you're like, you know, you're, you're just throwing the ball. And especially, I, I get throwing the ball, but having that like reverse the pitch back to Jefferson throwing was, was the plan for the Vikings there that Kirk Cousins was going to catch that ball and run for the first down? He took off. I think he was going to throw it again. I don't know what they're doing, but they just, they shot themselves in their That's foot. That's bad, man. But Wink Martindale had not only sat in those two. So here's what I think the plan was. Is that like, hey, our front four is going to be able to dominate them, right? So let's sit back in our two high shells. Let's keep everything in front of us. But with the Vikings and, and Justin Jefferson, that's not the way you like. And I, Justin Jefferson's numbers weren't great in this game. He had seven catches for forty seven yards. And I have the stats on when Adoree was uh, trailing him too. And they and they did they did double uh, Jefferson uh, quite a bit. But even though he didn't have a ton of yards, he was very like efficient in this game, right? Yeah. Like he he was able to get those quick throws and like yeah, were they eight nine yards? Yeah. But they were converting in the first downs because if you give Justin Jefferson free releases, he's going to win. Like he's just flat out going to win. Then they were not playing him with cushion, uh, or there's, they were giving him too much cushion. Where uh, Justin Jefferson's average on the year, average cushion heading into this game was about five point four. At halftime, we checked it; it was around six point four. So it was about an entire yard more than what his average was. It was still less than like the seven yards where it was on that Christmas Eve matchup the first time around. But there are teams where the Jets, um, the Lions, the Packers, like three teams that held Justin Jefferson to under 50 yards so far this season. Kind of the trend was is that they were stuffing him at the line. They were getting physical. They were getting handsy. And there were times where McKinney, uh, excuse me, that uh, Dory Jackson, that he was playing press, that he was playing close, that he was getting physical at the line of scrimmage. Kirk Cousins was looking towards Justin Jefferson's way. Couldn't go there. Yeah, and the, so they adjusted towards the end of the game. So good on Wink. But for three quarters of this game, Justin, yeah. I'll stop playing with this. For three quarters <laughs> of the game, uh, they were sitting back in that zone, and they were like giving help on Justin Jefferson. So they'd either like, get the quick game on the free releases. But Hawkinson had another 10-catch, 129-yard yeah, game for them. He went nuts. Feeling like, you know... And what was happening is was they were they were expecting the pass rush to dominate from like beginning of the snap, right? Get these quick initial wins. The pass rush was good, not amazing, and Dex really turned it up yeah. towards the end of the game through three quarters. And so they were sitting in these zones where Kirk is like, I I can get these quick releases type type things. But a lot of times, man, he was just hanging in there and like no, and like Hawkinson's like when you're running that zone from those two high shells, well, you have the deep covered, you have the shallow covered, but you're so let me there's so much room in the middle. And when you got a guy like Hawkinson where you can trust that he's gonna get there, he's gonna work some of those double moves. He has that subtlety in his route running to get route sell and, and get linebackers to bite. Well, it's 
it's he's gonna eat on that you know and that's exactly what happened you know and there's plays where Kirk Cousins did a good job manipulating like the linebacker with his eyes Jalen Smith had a horrible play and coverage down in the red zone yeah a lot of touchdowns KJ Osborne touchdown yeah the KJ Osborne touchdown like they he was just able like okay I'm gonna work the middle of the field versus these guys because these linebackers are not are not good enough um and Darnay, like, just he's not playing well. You know, Darnay is kind yeah. of like a, almost like a, just a flat defender. Yeah, I know he did have two tackles for loss. Good on him for that. Yeah, it was good rebound, good good bounce back. Um, Needed those negative plays too at the time. But Wink Martindale's approach to this game, Bobby. I mean, we were you know we were live streaming all throughout, and you know we were we were talking about it. We were we were coming into this game thinking that oh the front four's got to dominate. You know, Aziz, Leo, is hey, Leonard, Leonard Williams missed some missed some tackles in the first missed some tackles in the first half too in the run game. Um, Aziz went out with that quad injury. Um, it's Kayvon. always a different injury with Aziz. It's crazy. I, like at least part of me was like I was like hoping it was the ankle, like you know, because that's what you've been struggling with. So we'll we'll see what's going on with Aziz. But anyway, you know, we were just expecting the front four to really eat this game, and I thought that. The approach on defense of playing with a lot of cushion, playing back, playing in that quarter's coverage that they've had, you know, somewhat decent success with the last few weeks. I thought that that prevented the pass rush from having an impact in the game where, you know, Kayvon was getting home. I mean, I know the next gen stats is always different from like pro football reference, whatever. I saw there was a certain point in the game where, you know, they tracked that Kayvon had like five pressures. Dexter Lawrence, man, he had four QB hits on the game. He was dominant. He showed up to play today. Absolutely. He showed up to play today. And Kirk Cousins in both matchups did a solid job. It's annoying. It's annoying as hell from a Giants fan perspective, but but did a solid job of getting rid of that ball just before mostly it's been Dexter Lawrence that's been getting back there and laying hits on him. So yeah, I thought I thought that the defensive approach by Wink Martindale, we're thinking that the, this front four has got to eat. I thought the mentality of not playing physical, not playing man coverage, not playing these guys in press, it prevented the front four from having a, a feast day. Well, that's when we started seeing Dex at his best. Is in the fourth quarter, to credit to Wink Martindale, he did adjust. Because what did we see? And this was something we wanted. Just like we did uh, you know, versus, versus the Ravens, actually. What did we see? We saw Xavier McKinney walk his ass down to the line of scrimmage and just man up on Hawkinson. Yeah. Man up on Hawkinson, and it worked. And it worked. And they're pressing a Dore on him and then, you know, bracketing like the last play of the game where, t- you know, where Kirk Cousins checks it down to Hawkinson on fourth and 10. They bracketed uh, uh, Justin Jefferson while a Dore uh, pressed him up. Uh, and then you put Xavier McKinney one on one. Why did that with take TJ Hawkinson? Why did it? Why did that take them so long to put a door oh, to put up Xavier McKinney? I don't on know, but TJ Hawkinson. And and, and the thing is, it's not like it's a Wink Martindale type of thing, you know. Like he is known for playing press man, yeah. and and blitzing. And they and, I mean, really we've didn't seen, do in this game. We've seen Xavier McKinney be that guy this year. I mean, I remember week two against the Panthers. If there's a guy that isn't a wide receiver one, whether it's a tight end, whether it's a running back. If there's a guy that this defense needs to account for, Xavier McKinney is the guy that's like responsible for accounting for him. Do you do you think they were worried about they wanted McKinney playing the deep half of the field and you know pre- you know preventing the explosive play? Is that one of the things you thought that maybe they were worried about? We got to look at the film, but yeah, it's it's hard to tell totally from the broadcast. But I think it was just they wanted to bracket uh, Justin Jefferson, and when you yeah. play single high safety, well, you can't force a bracket, yeah. right? Um, so I think that's, but at some point, like you said, it's like you gotta, you gotta stop living in fear of the big play. 
Uh, you know, and, they, and again, the Giants' offense played perfect in this game. They had a, a drive that went 11 minutes. You know, like the Viking, like we, the Vikings' offense. You know, like it's compared to the Giants' offense. This doesn't sound very good, but it was touchdown, punt, which was the was the Kirk Cousins, the Justin Jefferson yep. throw, uh, a punt, which was a, a good drive, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, and that field goal was when they had the false start on a fourth and one, which that they would have gotten big. Uh, little, little things, little then, things you need to go right. Then the last two drives of the game, that's when you started seeing them like, okay, let's blitz, let's man up on these guys. And they had uh, a punt, three plays, negative one yards, and then they turned the ball over on downs the next drive, uh, and and then the game was over. So I'm trying to I'm trying to rewatch something here. The Eagles will be a very different team, but you kind of have to you know get in. You have to get back into that press man. Um, also, Cordell Flock came in at the end of the, the game. This is ex- so. I'm actually I'm rewatching I'm rewatching this play right now. Where was he? Oh, he was. So Osborne ran a crosser right over the middle of the field, and that's that's a that's a tough ask to get in there to make that pass break up like that. Flock's just springy, man. Like he is, he's just able to break on the ball. Uh, you know, he's, he just stick with guys. long arms. Got his arm in there. Yeah, long arms. That's what you. That's what you want in these corners. Yeah, and obviously they they drafted Flaught to be a press man, Connor. Connor. Um, and he he's done good. Obviously, and he's he almost is like better out on the outside because the nickel corner is so much more involved in the run game, and Flaught can't really play the run with his weight issues right now. It's like he's almost better suited right now on the outside. And we talked about it when we drafted Flaught, like. A lot of times, people just want to put a guy out on the outside. You know, when people when we drafted Darnay, we we're telling him he's, he's got to play. In the, he can't play on the outside. Well, he, that's true. Um, Robinson didn't really want him on the outside. Uh, you know, but I was like, he needs to play nickel. Flaw was like, man, he might be able to play outside, right? Because yeah. he's got the speed. He's got the you know the the break on the ball. Uh, you know, he he just kind of explodes out of his back pedal uh, the way those other guys don't. So, what makes that play even more impressive? I'm I'm talk, talking film here. Cordell Flott was lined up on Osborne's outside shoulder going towards the sideline. So he was defending the deep play. Like, ideally, if Osborne's running that streak, then maybe, you know, he's looking to push him towards the sideline. So the fact that Osborne released towards the middle of the field, basically going away from Cordell Flott, I find that to be even more impressive that Flott was able to get there, get it, get his hands in there, break up that pass. I mean, absolutely, you know, one, one of the plays of the game and then, uh, and then Xavier McKinney making that tackle on Hawkins. Not an easy tackle. <laughs> Hawkinson's a big dude. You know, not an easy test to to bring that guy down to. Yeah. Um, other notes on the defense. Uh, Going to have a tough matchup next week, even though our third stringers almost beat them, scumbags. Um, yeah, they had a bye week. You know, we, we we had a bye week, and it helped us. I think it helped a guy like Saquon. I mean, look at how explosive he looked. They could help the guy like Dex, who's been, you know, taking practices off for the last couple weeks. He saw how energized he was today. So, Eagles got that bye week, too. Another game of keeping running backs, like, and reasonable. Like, they had 14, 15 carries of 60 yards. Can we? On the game, four yards per carry. And they were kind of like, you know, some big runs. And then the D-line does a good job of making those stops when they need to. Can you do me a favor? Even though Jalen Smith is horrible. Can you do me a favor? I'll do you a favor. Can you find Boston Scott and harm him in some way that doesn't, like, hurt him physically for a long time? But yeah, I'll just, kill him. just for the week? No, I'm not asking that. Uh, yeah, I'll kill him. All right. Um, All right, we got to do something with Boston Scott. Yeah. 
But there's no way Boston Scott does this in the playoffs. It's a regular. It's a regular. It's season no. It's game. no way, right? It's a regular. No season way. Game. Some have said. Some have said. Boston Scott. Um, I want to Can we just emphasize? Hey, we got to emphasize how good Dex was today. Yeah, I mean, four QB hit. And again, at the end of the game, Tackle he just started dominating Garrett Bradbury. Dominating. And he had like the the best run defenses play, plays of the game. Yep. Where Dexter Lawrence making run stops. Um, I mean, he's he, he made all pro. And he so did Andrew Thomas. Congrats to both of those young cats. Very happy for them. I'm a little more happy for Andrew Thomas uh, just for personal biases. Yeah, I'd say so. But. Very happy for those guys getting there too. And and by the way, Dexter Lawrence making all pro and maybe one of the hardest years to make all pro for a defensive tackle. Like this year has been one of the best years for defensive tackle play. Oh yeah. Like Chris Jones has been amazing. Quentin Williams. Quentin Williams has been amazing. Um, you know, Aaron Donald. I think Aaron Donald Aaron Donald kind of needs to stop. He didn't deserve all pro. Jeffrey this year. Simmons. Jeff Simmons. I mean, the defensive tackle play this year has been nuts. Um, but and congrats, hey, Andre Patterson, revenge game, the defensive line coach. Yeah. Like, like moving him to uh, a nose uh, a nose tackle and just getting the most out of the him. The fans were right. They've been wanting it for years. The uh, fans were right. So and anything else, I, I, well, I do want to talk about our live event for a little bit. Yeah, I have, a, I have an Adoree Jackson quote, and thanks to Jordan Ronan for tweeting this out. ESPN has the database of next-gen stats, and they barely choose to use it, but... Jordan Ronan used it here. Adoree Jackson played opposite Justin Jefferson 85% of the snap, snaps per next gen. Allowed six catches for 37 yards to the nearest defender. Um, asked Jackson what it meant that they trusted him with that assignment after seven weeks out. I fuck with it, man. I appreciate the team believing in me. I fuck with it too, Adoree Jackson. Wait, what? Here, let me read it. I fuck with it, man. I talk like that often. Can I talk about DraftKings? Yeah, talk about DraftKings. Then we'll talk about wow. Like a I'm going to talk about DraftKings. The NFL playoff playoff action continues, and the New York Football Giants are part of it. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57, and for the NFL divisional round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just five dollars and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. I, I low key want to see. Can I see the the line for the Giants Eagles game this Ooh, this we Sunday? Tweet that out right now. Um, uh, it's 1 a.m. I'll schedule it. Per the DraftKings Sportsbook. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code WORLD. Talking Giants first. The world new customers can bet $5 on the NFL division around and get 200 in free bets instantly only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code World W O R L D minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. She show notes for details. Do we have a line? Eagles minus seven. I just bet twenty dollars on the Giants just to win. Not I mean, even cover this. Oh, money line. Yeah, there you go. On DraftKings Sports. Thank you, DraftKings. You'll be glad you did. You'll be glad you did. Let me let me schedule that tweet for, tweet for the morning. The tweet. Schedule the tweet. Schedule the tweet. Um, tweet tweet. Our live event as you. No, I want you to. I want you to hear me. I'm gonna wait for you to schedule the tweet. I'm sit, listening. Sit here in silence. All right, silence over. The live event was awesome. I mean, when, when I when I say this night was spe- like I the the only word that I can come up with special is special. Because if you if you were there if you're part of the live stream on YouTube, 
I think you you kind of in a way experienced it more than I did. I I kind of was behind a pillar, watching the game, paying attention to the game. Obviously, I you know you feel you feel the energy of the crowd. We had you know we went to Mr. Purple and NYC. We had the 14th floor and the 15th floor, 200 plus people because you know we had a bunch of John Boy Media people there, which was also really cool too. And the place was jumping. Place was jumping. Oh, it was nuts, dude. Full on chance. I mean, it was after the game, like it was almost like a we won the Super Bowl type atmosphere type yeah. thing. Yeah. People, you know, it was like high five and everybody. Uh had my my Dame Lillard moment. It was <laughs> it was a very like just everyone was just kind of like, congrats, guys, congrats, congrats. One, just getting all the people to show up out there uh was Crazy. a good time. Crazy. Like the the people at Mr. Purple, like they're like, please come back. Like let do yeah. it again. So what we we don't. Ha- we're gonna try and do it again. It's a very quick turnaround, but we are gonna try and do it again. Um, Our tech guys said that they could do it, so we'll uh, we'll try. Um, we, we'll have an update. Uh, we don't have an update now, but hopefully, hopefully I, I would like. To, I would like on Monday. Hopefully, we'll have an update on Monday, and then we'll have a. Their tickets will go for sale at this time, so get them quickly. Yeah. type thing because yeah. obviously they sold out. We may sell more tickets and just do first to both floors this time too. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll um, we'll certainly we'll certainly play it by. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk. But but it, it was really, really, really special. And you know, people are like saying like you know, oh, congratulations to you. No, it's congratulations to us. Congratulations to the congratulations Giants. to to us. I mean, you know, not not even the Giants. You know, the Giants they get paid for it. You know, Gi- <laughs> those those players get paid a lot of money to go out there and it's their job. But you know, it's congratulations to to us and especially you know the fans. Uh, was- you know that they you know they paid. You know, $20 to hang out with us. Plus, you know, if you got drinks, if you got food, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you're traveling to New York City, too. Oh, we had, um, I got to find his name. I talked to him for a good bit. He came from Germany for the event. Yes, I I wanted to ask him if he came from Germany for this event. He asked me, he's like, should I come? He's like, from Germany? I was like, I was like, dude, I will. I am not going to advise you. To, <laughs> I'm not going to advocate to, for you to, to do to fly this. from Germany. I was like, unless you are loaded. I met, I met. He was one Thanks. of the first people to arrive. I, I met him. You know, he, dude, this is. God, I can't believe I can't remember. This is an awesome. You know, this is just an awesome. You know, community that 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 we've built, and you know, uh, it's it's really it's congratulations oh, to it was, all it was, of uh, us. Sever, uh, Severin Liker, I think I pronounced that correct. There you go, Severin. There you go. I remember saying his name. We're on in a the Saquon Patreon. jersey today. Yeah, so I was very happy for him. Yeah. Uh, for that to be a win, not not to go home sad. Yeah. Um, so thank you, to Mr. Purple, having us out there. Yeah, uh, that was hope. a really special special night. For and me. all of the John Boy Media Company was there. Yeah, and they got to see like the talking giants atmosphere. Yeah, we're putting out. By us the way, it turns it, it makes me nuts, dude. Like I, I kind of like that's probably like the worst version of Bobby is on those live streams. Oh no, it, that was that out, was fun. I'm ready to go. What a, so I had obviously in these moments you have the, like a cool so. I started doing like podcasting with my friend Zach, Simple Man Radio, and he like texted me like a picture of like, dude, like you guys are like the on the front page of Bleacher Report right now, through it, and they're like the mo- like the number one trending, and I was like, yeah, it's pretty crazy where he's going. He's like, yeah, and he's like, and the first thing I saw was you saying, fuck Minnesota and fuck you. <laughs> it was, it was, <laughs> and that was cool. Yeah, we got we got to thank Bleacher Report too. That was that was a lot of fun. That was something that was kind of unexpected i know you've worked with bleacher report before and they and they've been they've been fun they've been a lot of nice the people in the chat and the bleacher report were really cool too i know mage mage was in there um yeah our our iRacing driver anthony calantoni um was was in there too i put an italian emphasis on that name for a reason 
Um, so shout out to all the people that are in Bleacher Report too. That was that was really really cool. Yep. All right, Justin. Uh, by the way, tell people to listen to this pod. Well, I should have said that at the beginning, but I, I didn't. So share the Too pod. Too excited. With, yeah, that's what happens. Remember how Matt, remember the, the draft recap? I was like, a, always remember to ask for reviews. Yeah. Forgot to ask nope. for reviews this last year. I was so mad no, we're at myself. good. Um, so, so tell your friends about the podcast. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. So we appreciate you guys. Justin, anything else? I mean, this season ain't over. We got, no, we're, we we got another week of this. I said we not done yet. We're not done yet. Let's win some games. When we said let's win some games, that ain't just a fun phrase. That means continue. Let's continue to win some games. We want to thank Mr. Brownstone for saving putting the this season in motion and saving the New York Giants. First playoff win since Super Bowl 46. All right, we appreciate you guys. We'll be back Wednesday. Should we just have Entertain and, and 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 NYG Daily back on again? If you're for like routines and if you believe in what you do, I know you don't like you're not superstitious. You don't believe in that. But I do like I do like routine. You do like tradition and routine. And routine. And that's exactly what I we like do. I like creating tradition. I don't like actual tradition. Mm. Um you're such a philosophical man. Yeah. That that's that's not even philosophical. It's just I I hate a lot of holidays. Um, <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> so we'll be back on Wednesday. We'll we'll see what happens. It's funny. We put so much effort into like, all right, we got to take advantage of this week. It's like another week. So we're going to live stream. Another O-line. one. Didn't have an O-line report and film review last week. We'll have that this week. Uh, so we appreciate you guys. We will see you on Wednesday. Until then, let's go big blue.